Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith, and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Um, man, and to hang out, I, I could just come to hang out with Phil, to be honest. Like he is the, and I, and I like I realized like he he looks like Tony Robbins. Do you know who he is? He's the Irish Tony Robbins. Just positive, just you know, he, he's some some life coach, whatever. But but this guy, he's just awesome. I've just been following him on Instagram, and and we've connected, wrote, you know, been encouraging each other and stuff. And then I've just been seeing what you guys are doing, and it's uh, so fun to actually see it live. And man, you guys are one year old, and you're already this many people. That's awesome. You're part of something cool. I mean, I, I, I get to travel some to churches, to, to both big churches and small churches, but uh, to see what God has been doing here for just a year, that is really, really cool. Sometimes, you know, when you're home, you, in Sweden we, we say home blind. Maybe you say the same here. You know, you can't really, sometimes you're home blind, but you, you don't see how, how good it is because you're just home. It's just what you're used to. But yeah, you guys are part of something great, and it's really good to be here. Uh, so I've had the privilege to be a pastor for about uh, over 10 years. Uh, and I've been a local church guy, been serving in church, preaching, uh, done a lot of missions and stuff. Uh, but a few years ago, I started a youth center called The House youth centers so we help churches um, build youth centers help churches to reach out to young people all over so I get to do that now uh, which is awesome uh, and then I get to travel some and, and speak and that is a real privilege um, but uh, so we're going to dig into the word and uh, if you brought your bibles uh, go with me to Galatians chapter one uh, I hope you're you're cool with my Swedish accent I, I actually don't have a Swedish accent. I, I really try not to have a Swedish accent because a Swedish accent is terrible. Uh, have you heard a Swedish accent? It is like, hi, hello, I'm Swedish. I'm welcome to be here. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, I like here, Ikea. We in Sweden, we have Ikea and meatballs. It's very nice. Uh, that's kind of how a sweet sound. Uh, uh, but I've lived in, in the UK, I lived in London for a while and lived in America, so my accent is all over. Uh, and I preach a lot in Africa, so sometimes, you know, some African comes in, hallelujah, preach the Lord. And Pastor Joseph, we're going to preach the God. Anyway, so my accent is all over. Please uh, uh, bear with that. Um, but anyway, I have a message that I believe is actually really positive, but it can sound a bit negative, but you'll get there. But read Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, and Paul writes to this church in modern Turkey. It is mostly Gentiles who had been following, starting following Jesus, and he writes to them, and he says this, I am shocked, the Amplified said, I'm irritated that you are turning away so soon from God who called you through himself, uh, to himself through the loving mercy of, uh, of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but, in, but it's not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Let God's curse fall upon anyone, including us, or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. 
I say again what I've said before. If anyone preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, we come to your word, and we thank you that you want to speak to us right now. No matter what we're from, no matter what we've done, you want to speak to us and you want to help us and you want to breathe life into our lives right now. Thank you, Jesus, that you are so good, that the news are good. I thank you for that. I thank you for what you are about to do in this morning, in this service, right now, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said. I want to talk about holy irritation. Holy irritation. Yep, we're going to talk about being irritated. <laughs> That's great, right? You, some of you are irritated right now. You were irritated in traffic on the way here. Uh, and some of you, you, will, you never get irritated about anything, which is irritating that you're not getting irritated about anything. <laughs> And your wife thinks that is irritating because you're not irritated. But, but that's a whole other message. Sometimes we are irritated, right? Okay, just me. <laughs> and, 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 you know, when we read the Bible, when we um, follow Jesus, we, we, we see what Jesus likes. We see what he loves. We see what, what he cares about. And, and we see that, you know, he loved children. He, 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 he wanted to... To, to heal the sick, and he, he, you know, he loved people, and we see that. But we also see, when we read the Bible, what, that Jesus sometimes was irritated. You know, when he came into the temple, and they were, they were selling stuff, and he got a little bit angry. And I know that messes up, you know, our picture sometimes of Jesus, because we think Jesus is this fluffy, nice guy, you know, with long hair and beard, and says, peace, love, and understanding. And then we read that, and we were like, hmm, Jesus, why are you angry? You shouldn't be angry. And... But it, that helps us to see who God is. And, you know, Jesus said, if you want to know who God is, look at me. And if we want to see who God is, we have to, you know, read the Bible and we have to uh, see, look at Jesus to see who Jesus is. And he helps us to, to, to value uh, our lives and he helps us to, to know what is important in life. And here we see that he is irritated, uh, that Paul is irritated at this church. You know, and I think it's nothing wrong to be irritated. <laughs> it's sometimes wrong the things we are irritated at, like traffic. But, but, but irritation shows something, right? It could show that you need more food. It could show that you need to sleep. <laughs> or that someone else shouldn't call you in the morning and wake you up. It could be that the football team needs to practice way, way more because they're not doing well right now and they're getting on my nerves. Uh, it could be that, you know, the, the guy in front of you in traffic needs to use his engine and stuff like that. It could be like, but it could also be that you actually need to work on your temper and, <laughs> and work on yourself, right? But it could also show you what you actually care about. What do you care about? Irritation shows us what we care about. Someone said this, irritation is potential for solution. 
irritation is potential for, solution, for solution. You know, some of the things that we have, the phone, we have a car, we have everything that are solutions for actually someone else's irritation. And what you are irritated about is actually your potential to change. You know, for example, when I was a kid, <laughs> my mom, she was irritated at me very often. She, and especially when she was, when I was going to clean my room. <laughs> so she could be like this. She could come into my room and it's like, Joseph, you need to clean. Clean up your room. And I was like, cool, 15 years old. Sure, I know how to clean. So I, 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 I take my jeans and I, I put them on, on my, 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 my stool. And then I, I t take my blanket, you know, on my bed and just fold it all over the whole thing. And then I'm done. I walk out, I go about, do my business, and, and an hour later, my mom comes in, and now she is irritated. So she's like, Joseph! <laughs> Seriously, that's how she sounds. Joseph! I'm like, what's wrong? I'm coming in? And I'm like, yeah, I told you to clean. I'm like, it is clean. And then she showed me something I'd never seen before. I remember this day. She walks up to the, 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 the window, you know, the window bench, I don't know what you call it. She, she walks up to it, and she takes her finger, and she does like this. And then I see something I've never seen before. Dust. I'd never seen it. I'm like, I didn't see that. That wasn't there before. What did you do? So she was like, no, you need to wipe up that up, and you need to do this, and you need to do that, and, you need to, and then she told me a bunch of things, a bunch of solutions for my room. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, so I wasn't irritated. She saw it, so she was irritated. Because irritation is potential for solution. And I even think that for your personal calling, your personal life, God has placed you know, a calling on your life, which means that you sometimes are irritated about things that you are actually a solution of. You are a solution. William Booth was a solution for poverty in London many years ago. And he started something, Salvation Army, that touched the whole world because he was bothered, he was irritated that people were dying on his streets. So my question is, what are you irritated about? What is your holy irritation? What is your, your holy, what, what, are, what, what is a, a, something on your, in your chest that was like, I have to do something about this? Holy irritation. You know, this leather, they, uh, uh, theological, uh, theologe, what do you say? The, that's a hard word for Swedish people. Theologians. Here we go. Theologians. They actually say this is Paul's most irritated letter. You know, in chapter 1, he says that I am irritated. Yeah, we read that. He says, he calls them fools in chapter 3. <laughs> he, he, in chapter 4, he says, I am afraid I've done everything in vain when it comes to you guys. And then he says, you know, in verse 20, in, in chapter 4, he says, I wish I could come and change my tone. So the guy is irritated. And he was irritated that these Gentiles who had been saved starting following Jesus, they were they were fooled by some Jewish Christians or some Jewish believers that came to the churches in, in, in Galatians and they told them, hey, hey, it's great, you need to follow Jesus, but you also need to follow the law. You need to circumcise and you need to, you, you need to, you know, follow the Jewish traditions and, and do it like we've done it for many, many years and also follow Jesus. 
So Paul is irritated that they're going back and they're taking, instead of living by grace, they're starting to live by the law. They're starting to take these customs that weren't benefiting, you know, living for Jesus. They were starting to, to apply that into their lives and Paul is irritated. And I think if we look at this, we can see actually in our lives, because I think, you know, we are the same a little bit. It's easy to be fooled. It's easy to, 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 to be strayed away from what God intended. And that is what he's irritated about. So we're going to look at a few things that I believe can help us in our walk with Jesus. What we actually should be sometimes irritated about. The first thing, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's about Paul is irritating because they are being fooled. They are being fooled. They think they are growing in God, but they're actually, you know, being led astray. They are actually, you know, losing the relationship with God, but they think they are growing. They think the more law we can put into our lives, the better Christians we are. And he's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. They are being fooled. And you know what? It's easy actually to be fooled. Sometimes it's easy to actually fool yourself. To think that, oh man, this is going well. This is awesome. This is great. I am a, a good Christian now. I am doing this, 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 and that. And, and, and we, we sometimes fool ourselves. And then we know we have the devil. He always tries to fool us. And I think as a Christian, it's good to know that, you know, the devil tries, will try to fool me. He tried to fool Jesus, so he'll try to fool me. My flesh will want to fool me. <laughs> have you noticed that? You know, your flesh wants to say, no, 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 you don't, have to, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to give. You don't have to be kind. You don't have to, you, don't, you just, you know, do your thing. Don't, you know, live out for your emotions. Your, your, your emotions will try to fool you. And um, he is irritated that, that they are being fooled. The Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust the Lord at all times and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust the Lord all times. Do not lean on your own understanding. You see, I've never met one Christian who, had, who has fallen away, who has, you know, I've been a pastor for many years, so I've met a lot of people that have like, you know, you know, you get those conversations and say, yeah, I haven't been to church and uh, I've kind of lost my faith or I kind of, you, know, you know, fell away. And, but I've never met, I think, one person who says, you know what? I just decided one day I'm going to leave God. I'm going to leave church. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop, you know, using drugs. I'm going to start, you know, just mess up my life. I've never met one person saying that. But they have been fooled. Because I can just use a little bit of drugs, <laughs> drink a little bit, or, you know, ah, people are being fooled. And, you know, if you look at the Bible, you see that, you know, they were fooled. You know, Look at David's life. David saw Bathsheba. And it wasn't like he was like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, screw up my kingdom a little bit. Because we know when we read the Bible, we see the consequences of him sinning with Bathsheba was a, a lot of bad stuff. But he, he didn't see that because he just saw a beautiful girl. We know Judas, who betrayed Jesus, he got a bunch of money. He didn't think, I'm going to screw my life. We know that he killed himself, but he didn't see that. He just saw financial stability. Great, that's a lot of money. I can buy a new car. 
So he was fooled. And Paul is fool, he's irritated that they are fooled. Let me tell you this. Trusting God is the best thing you can do. And don't lead on your own, lean on your own understanding. Like, okay, I don't get this. Well, I'm going to trust God. It doesn't, I, I don't, I'm not saying that you should just, you know, kiss your brain goodbye. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you know, you got to understand that there is someone who wants to fool you. He doesn't want you to live in your potential. He doesn't, you know, the devil doesn't want you to succeed in life. The devil doesn't want you to, to go forward. and to, to, He doesn't want the church to grow. He, he wants church splits. He wants people to talk bad about each other. That's what he wants. But God wants you to grow. God wants you to succeed. God wants you to go forward. God wants you not to fool yourself and not be fooled by others. The second thing, if you're taking notes, write this down. He was irritated that they were twisting the truth to fit their lives. They were twisting the truth to fit their lives. So the, these Jewish people that came to the church in Galatians, or the churches in Galatians, they were Jews. And they had been, they were starting following Jesus. But what they did was that they, they, they put Jesus into the Jewish religion. Let me ask you this. Do you try to make Jesus fit your life or are you trying to make Jesus your life? Are you trying to fit Jesus into your life or are you trying to make Jesus your life? You see, these Jewish people, they didn't want to change. They liked their Jewish tradition. So they, they lived that out and they add G Jesus a little bit into their lives. So they were following Jesus, but they were still having other things going on. <laughs> and, you know, most of us, we're not Jewish, but we can do exactly the same. We, we take a little bit of Jesus. You know, it's good to have some Jesus in my life. An American would say, you know, I go to church on Sunday, and I have some Jesus in my life, and then I go, do, go on about doing my life and other things, you know. If you know what I mean, I can, uh, you know, that's part of the Bible. Uh, that thing, I don't really like that. Just skip it. <laughs> you know, I just like Jesus' love. That's awesome. Him being irritated, uh, don't like. We don't read that. So you fit him into your life. But that, you know, Christianity doesn't work like that. The relationship with Jesus doesn't work like that. Why? Because Jesus is Lord. He's just not a, a nice guy in your life. I mean, he can be a nice guy in your life. But he is Lord. So which means that he wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your boss. <laughs> he wants to be your captain. He wants to be driving your car. And we're like, nah, but I want to do kind of my life. No. That's what they were doing. They were twisting the truth to fit their life. And I think that is something I work with a lot, you know. I'm like, you know, because I, I like my life. And I, I like doing what I want. <laughs> so I'm like trying to, you know, I like that Jesus, but uh, I don't get that. But I realized that the more I'm like, Jesus, you are my Lord. I don't understand this. I actually don't want to do this, but you are my Lord. So I'm going to trust you. I'm sometimes going to give even though I don't feel like it. I'm sometimes going to go to church Sunday morning even though I don't feel like it. I'm sometimes going to do things that I don't feel like because I know you are my Lord. 
And it's okay if you're here and you're like, Jesus, I'm going to try this Jesus thing. Cool, try it out. <laughs> no problem. Come and hang out. I know this church. I know this guy. This guy, he will love you. He will hang out with you. He will, you know, he will let you, you know, do your journey. But, but know this, Jesus is Lord. And he wants us to be disciples following him. And sometimes that is not comfortable. Sometimes that is not what we thought was going to be. Like he will wreck our schedule and he will do what he wants to do, right? Because he is Lord. He's God. Okay. I heard about this story once. I don't know, maybe you've heard it, but this guy who fell into a pit. Have you heard that? Guy who fell into a pit and, and uh, he couldn't come up. He couldn't get up. And um, a subjective person came by and he, he saw the guy in the pit and he said, I feel for you. <laughs> but he walked away because he didn't want to help him up. An objective person came and he said, yeah, that's logical that you are in the pit. A realistic person came up, yeah, that's the pit. A news anchor came by and he said, yeah, how did you get in the pit? But then he walked away. A Calvinist came by and says, if you were really saved, you wouldn't have fallen in the pit. A Methodist came by and he said, you know, you are saved, but you keep falling in the pit. A Baptist came by and said, if you had just gotten baptized, you wouldn't have fallen in the pit. A traditionalist came by and he said, back in the days, you would never have fallen in the pit. A charismatic came by and he said, just confess that you're not in the pit. A person of conflict came by and he, he didn't want to talk about it, so he walked away. A self-pity person came by and he said, wait until you see my pit. An optimist came by and he said, eh, it could have been worse. A pessimist came by and he said, it will probably be worse. But then Jesus came by and he stretched out his hand and he helped him up. Why am I telling you this? Because we sometimes live our lives out from what we think we are, or who we think we are. And this is our background. This is how God created me. I feel like this. So, you know, helping someone from the pit. Ah, I'm an optimist. It will, you know, or I'm a pessimist. Or I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a, this is how I'm doing. But instead of Jesus, I'm Jesus, I am created by you. And I'm following you. So if you tells me, tell me to, 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 to help this guy in the pit, I'm going to try to do that. Or if you tell me to go right, I will go right. And, but we so often, you know, say, now this is how I feel. This is how I am. We twist the truth to fit our lives. And I want to encourage you to, to stop living that. Take a, okay, Jesus, I'm going to make you my life, even though it's not comfortable all the time. Number three. Number three, number three. What's the time? Awesome, perfect. <laughs> Write this down. They cared about the wrong things. They cared about the wrong things. Paul says here, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. So these guys, they were caring too much about what people thought about them. We see that. And you know, being irritated, as I said, is a sign for what you care about. And I want to encourage you today to say, okay, God, what am I actually really going to care about? What is important in my life? And start prioritizing that. Start living that out and seeing like, cool, that, that, this is what I'm going to live for. You know, 
as a pastor, I've been pastoring for 10 years. Sometimes people are mad at me. <laughs> sometimes they are, they are correct. They, they should be because I, I sometimes do the wrong stuff. But sometimes, you know, when some people are angry at me, I'm actually like, kind of glad, like, you know, because, you know, I, you are angry at me because you want me to be like you, and I don't want to be like you. So, so that's good, you know, because I'm not, I'm not living to be, you know, living for the approval of people. I'm living for God. Now, I know that living for God means that I will actually be a nicer person. I will, you know, be, be, be a better person, but... But, but it doesn't start like, I'm just going to be a nice guy. So sometimes you need to see, cool, what am I going to care about? Let me ask you this. Who can talk or speak into your life? Who do you allow speaking into your life? Who do you allow to say, hey, this is, you know. Or maybe you care about the wrong stuff. I got a phone call a, a few few months ago I think it was no last summer so we do this we do youth centers for, for kids and we uh, we connect you know we do it with churches and we, we help young people and and this girl called Isabella uh, she's been coming to our youth center for, for a while and and she uh, she's she, she doesn't come from a Christian family her mom is not a Christian uh, but she started coming to our youth centers and then we had a youth camp coming up for the summer so so we said, hey, do you want to come to this Christian youth camp? So we're going to pray. We're going to sing about Jesus and stuff. If you want to come, you can come. So she was like, cool, I'm coming. She brings some of her friends with them. So they come to this, this, this camp. And for a week, they pray. You know, we, 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 we preach and, and, and they get saved. So she is like, you know, she, she has an encounter with Jesus and she comes back home. Now, a week after she is home, I get a phone call from a slightly irritated mom and she calls me and says, like, hey is this Joseph and I'm like yes um, how are you and she's like I'm, I'm good but, but actually I'm really good but, but I'm actually um, so, you know my daughter Isabel yeah what have you done with her I'm like oh is this good or bad is this good or bad so, and I was like uh, what do you mean no I mean I've never seen her like this she is kind. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 that's good. So why are you irritated? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah. So she, she comes, comes home and she is nice to her sister. She is never nice to her sister. I've, she is happy. What have you done? And it's like, yeah, I think she, she you know, she, she met Jesus and she, she is not a Christian. And, and it's like, I was actually going to call you because you want to get baptized and, and uh, what do you, yeah, that's, that's why I'm calling actually because how do you follow up the camp? She needs to stay this way. <laughs> A non-Christian mom calls me and asks me, how do I follow up salvation? <laughs> how do I follow up when a girl, <laughs> when her daughter gets saved? And she's like, we need to follow up this. We need to make sure that what has, done, what has happened to her stays. She was irritated at the right stuff, right? She was wholly irritated. Even though she was not a Christian, she knew that God had done something in her life. Something had happened in her life, and that needs to stay. You know, those, those girls, they got, they got baptized later. And I'm, you know, I, I, I was past 
pastoring a lovely church, uh, multi, you know, all ages, but, but a lot of older people. And, and uh, you know, God, they're awesome. But, but this one guy, he, not that awesome. But, so these girls, they get, they get saved, they, they start following Jesus, and they want to get baptized. 15-year-old girls, never been to church. So we're going to baptize them, and I forget to tell them the proper clothing for baptisms. <laughs> 15-year-old girls, and, and we have the church. So they, they had never come to like a Sunday morning. They just come to our youth club and in the camp and stuff. So they come, and, and we, but we want to have them, you know, baptized in the Sunday morning. So the whole congregation is there, mainly uh, old people. Uh, uh, and, and, and most of them are awesome, but this one guy, he is irritated. And I understand him, but at the same time, like, mm-hmm, because they come up, these girls, uh, and I'm just to let, tell you this, there were a lot of skin. Uh, they were not naked, but we just forgot to tell them, hey, bring a big t-shirt, and, uh, you know, so they're coming out, you know, like, hey, they, because they know I'm getting in the water, so, so, and if I'm going to get in the water, I'm just, so they're coming out, 15-year-old, three, four, 15-year-old girls, and I'm like, shoot, and I was going to preach, you know, and I had forgot to, like, see them before, so, so someone else helped them and stuff, so I couldn't stop it, so they're coming out from the back door, and I'm like, shoot, this is not good, and I can just see the old people like, uh-oh, uh-oh, and this guy comes after me, after to me, and he is so irritated that we didn't put on the right clothes for them. And I was like, yeah, but they are saved, you know? <laughs> they want to follow Jesus. I'm sorry, we're going to work on that. They are following Jesus. But he was so irritated that it was the wrong clothes. And for me, that is wrong. <laughs> the wrong things to care about. What do you care about? What do you care about? Are you irritated? Are you irritated over the right things? I believe that God is actually placing irritation in your life. Holy irritation. That will be a solution for this city, for Northern Ireland, for Ireland, for Europe. Because God wants to do great things in your life and through your life. You know, the reason why you're sitting here is actually a, a solution for an irritation. That Phil and other people, have, we, we need to see God do things in Northern Ireland, in Belfast. We need, to see, we need to see our friends get saved. And that's what you're part of. Can the worship team come up? And The last thing I want to say to you, the best, I think, is for last. So listen to this. Paul says, you can go to Romans chapter 7. Paul says, oh, what a miserable person I am who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death. And then he says, verse 25, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ. I want you to see this. He says, oh, what a miserable person I am. This is the guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. This is the guy who said, what I want to do, I, I'm not doing. And what I, what I don't want to do, that's actually what I'm doing. And that's when he said, oh, what a miserable person I am. You know what a healthy sign of being a Christian, you know what that is? To be irritated at yourself. <laughs> because the more you grow in Jesus, the more you start seeing Jesus in your life, the, le- the more you will actually see, oh, I need you more in my life. He was irritated at himself. You know, some Christian, not you guys and no one here in Northern Ireland, of course, 
You know, they, 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 they point fingers and they're like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to, and I'm irritated that you're doing this. And that. But a good and healthy way to live your Christian life is actually say, oh, what a miserable person I am. Help, Jesus, I need help in my life. Then you start looking at yourself and like, okay, God, help me. And I fully believe the more you will grow in God, the more you will realize, oh, Jesus, you are the answer in my life. You are the Lord in my life. You are the one that can help you, me from my sin and death. You know, when Peter preached at the day of Pentecost, you know, he preached and he talked. He said, you know, that Jesus Christ, he, he, he died and he rose again. And as he was preaching, it says that, it says that it, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and to the apostles, brothers, what should we do? What should we do? So when Peter lived out his life, the people around him were like, okay, what should we do? And holy irritation was birthed in their lives because they heard about Jesus. And that made them to make a decision to follow Jesus. You see, that is a little bit how we should live our life. That the people around us would see Jesus in our life. When they see Jesus in our lives, they will say, oh, what, 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 what should I do? And you say, hey, thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ. The answer is not in me. The answer is in Jesus Christ. That is the solution. That is the one we are, you know, aiming for. That is the one we are pointing to, Jesus Christ. And I think that is the, the answer for your irritation in your life is Jesus Christ. Whether it's good irritation or if it's bad irritation, the answer is in Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast.